This is Stu Epperson from the Truth Talk podcast, connecting current events, pop culture, and theology. And we're so grateful for you that you've chosen the Truth Podcast Network. It's about to start in just a few seconds. Enjoy it, and please share it around with all your friends. Thanks for listening, and thanks for choosing the Truth Podcast Network. This is the Truth Network. There are no rules on this trip, remember? We're just heading for the Pacific, and there ain't no plan. Who knows where we're going to be? I know where we're going to be. Dudley hooked me up. Check out this thing. It's a GPS in my phone now. Look at that thing. Let me see that. That's cool. Look at that. What'd you do that for? For the good of the trip. You don't need a GPS to discover America. You need a bike, and you need the road, okay? Freedom. Welcome to the Christian Car Guy Radio Show. I say this calls for action, and now, nip it in the bud. Nip it in the bud. You got to nip it in the bud. Good morning, and welcome to Christian Car Guy Radio Show this morning. I'm Jerry Mathis, Ray's Body Shop and Record Service. I'm sitting in for Robbie's on the retreat this weekend, so he's not with us. I'm sure he's having a great time, and, and, and God is probably... Uh, Flowing pretty pretty well through them guys and stuff at uh, uh at the camp and the retreat and this morning I tell you what I'm excited about this show in the studio with me this morning I have Junior Reynolds uh he's with Reynolds Garage up on uh in Stanleyville area also president of the Winston Salem Forsyth County Record Association. And I'm going to get Junior to introduce himself in just a moment. And also Mark Flint. And that name, you're thinking, well, let me see. That name kind of sounds familiar. But if you love hot dogs in Winston-Salem area, you know Pulliam's Hot Dogs. Well, Mark is with us. And what we're going to do this morning, a couple things. What I'm excited about is, one, we're going to talk a little bit. I always like to try to figure out a way when I'm on the air that can maybe save people listening some money and maybe keep them out of getting into a situation where it's going to cost them money or get them in trouble with their auto repairs or towing or body work or mechanical repairs. So we're going to talk a little bit about saving money on the record service side a little bit in junior, which is an expert in the field. But also one of the, the big things that I'm excited about is, you know, what, what the car meant to me growing up, you know, my parents, Especially my mom, my dad put me put us in the car, and I can remember this brings me back memories to to Pulliam's hot dogs when I was just a little kid. We would ride up on the afternoon, Saturday afternoon or Saturday evenings, and go inside get hot dogs and uh, and, and a drink. And at the time, they had this this uh, truck outside and sold ice cream out of it. You big special if you got some ice cream. But we'd sit out there in the car and watch planes take off at Smith Reynolds Airport or then if it was the weekend at the air show and just enjoy that time as a family. Because I think, you know, with the course of time and the culture that we live in now, we just get so busy and, and we don't just sort of slow down and enjoy life and also spend time as a family. And I think the car can still be that tool to be able to allow us to sort of shut the world off you know, turn your phones off, not worry about being on the computer and stuff, and just spend time in the car. I, I I know as a child how much I enjoyed it, but also with my daughter, who was a cheerleader, and we traveled all over this country going to events and stuff. And it was just being able to get in the car, turn the radio off, unless we was listening to Truth Broadcasting somewhere. But just turn the radio off 
and just just have conversations. Myra, my wife, and Taylor, my daughter, we would just do that, and just the family bonding, you know, was just just so important as time went on and stuff. And I just think so many times we have lost that, just the simpler things in life. We kind of think everything needs to be at the pace that the world tells us it's at. It needs to be at. I mean, it seems like you get in a car, it's always we're rushing to get somewhere. Or if we go somewhere and eat, it's just hurry up and get finished eating. Don't have time to really talk. Get in the car and everybody's on their phones or texting or their laptops or their or tablet or something, and nobody's communicating. And I just think that's something that, that, that we as adults or probably have lost with our children where we need to kind of sort of get back to that. And man, that is just, that can be just a great tool for us. And as I mentioned this morning, I'm going to start with Mark over here to my right and let him introduce himself and tell a little bit, because when I talk, we talk Pulliam's hot dogs, man, the rich history there. And, and, and I was just trying to think just how many, I, I don't know how many years that establishment has been there, but as long my whole life, I've, I know it's been there. And, just the history there, and if you get a chance, you need to go up there and just go inside. And it's just like sort of taking a step back in time and just look at the walls and stuff. Mark, go ahead and introduce yourself. Hi, yeah, I'm Mark Flint. I actually own Pulliam's Barbecue up 4400 Old Town Road. But, yeah, we've been in business since 1910. and it's been a few years. <laughs> yeah, it's been – we've uh, – it's all been in the family all that time. But, you know, it's 111 years at it. I, I, I think we may have perfected the hot dog, but – it's uh, been a it's been a great ride with it, and I hope to continue. My daughter's going to be next in line for it, and we're just going to continue to make pace with it. And I just want to say that you're right when people just don't have – they just don't slow down enough to – I do miss those days. You yeah. know, that's what everybody used to – that's what the, everybody said. used to go get ice cream, watch the airplanes, and watch the, the shows, the air shows, and – it's just been a great ride, to, it still is. I mean, you know, it's, and I really consider everybody that walks in the door, you're not a customer, you're a friend. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you're an AC. I mean, gosh, I've been doing y'all since probably since I was a teenager. Y'all been eating with me. Yeah, we've there been a lot of hot dogs been ate up there, that's for sure. And and I can think back. I know that. I don't know. I guess probably to me it was just kind of a just a cool experience back. I. I can think the first time that me and Myra and Taylor drove up here when she was younger and stuff, and I went in there, we got hot dogs, sodas, and went out and sat on the, the stumps. Mm-hmm. And I just talked about how I did that as a child and stuff. Man, that was just, just cool. I mean, I just I can't tell you how much I enjoyed that and stuff. And Yeah, they, them stumps put out there, you know, sort of as a, what means of keeping people off the grass, but now we just call it the stump patio. I to pick on the customers and tell them, yeah, I'm trying to get Wi-Fi hooked up to them so they don't have to. Outdoor but, dining. Yeah. <laughs> but I tell you, thinking of stories about our place, I, I, there's one that brings me to mind with AC back when I was younger. There's a fellow out there sitting with AC out there, and AC come in. He said, who is that fellow out there? And I told him who it was. He says, man, he just rolled out counted about $3,500 out of his pocket. And this guy was practically homeless. But AC, I, I really can't believe it. He was that way. That fellow was. His family was in the 
business here in the tobacco warehouse business, but AC come in the door and said, who is that fellow? said, he just counted out about $3,500 in front of everybody. I said, yeah, he's going to get knocked in the head one of these days doing that. People, you know, there was a time when people were just, you know, just more carefree and stuff. It was. And, and, you know, as you talked about people that's walked through there, and, and one of the things we're going to do is I want little earlier on share some of the stories. I know one of the your biggest and favorite uh, customer maybe, or at least his the hot dog there at Pullion's was his favorite food, I think, was uh, uh, Bill France Sr. and stuff. I want to just tell the story about, what he did for his okay. birthday a few years ago, and well, been a few, quite a few years yeah. ago. But it, that's just a cool story. Also, this morning it is a call-in show, and so you know what? If you have that story of getting in the car, spending time, sitting out in the car and eating, going to the drive-in theater, sitting in your car, or just getting out and just driving around in the in the community, or taking a trip through the mountains and just spending time as a family slowing the pace down and just enjoying and letting the car be a vehicle to bring people together. We'd love to hear those stories. If you have that story, give us a call at 866-348-7884. Again, this is a calling show. We hope to hear your stories. And also with us is Junior Reynolds this morning. Like Mark said, we all go back a lot of years. And uh, 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 Junior, go ahead and introduce yourself. I mean, excuse me, I've got pollen on my mind today. My voice has changed, but um <clears throat> excuse me our business started in 1941 on glen avenue we uh the only other tow truck i know that was in town at that time was i believe fritz motor company my dad finally got one the ford place got one but we and uh, fritz was the only one doing the police calls highway patrol calls sheriff calls but uh that's where my dad started on glen avenue with the towing business and i've been in the towing business with him not since 1941, but uh, in 1949, I came home as A.C. Reynolds Jr. from the hospital. And if y'all remember Pete Simon's barbecue up on the quarter, my dad took my mom by there for for an evening dinner. He gave my mom a new dollar bill in 1941 for me. I made my first dollar bill at uh, Simon's on uh, what is it, Indiana Avenue. Well, my dad, my mom started having children, so he kept me at the shop. And the guys would watch over me. I'd go in the tow trucks with them, things like that, as, as I got bigger. But in 1962, uh, we moved everything to our location in Stanleyville, which we had a lot of acreage there. It started a storage lot, and uh, the towing business continued. All right, we're going to get to the rest of that story in just a moment. Uh, Christian Car Guy Radio, glad to have you tuned in this morning. Don't forget it is a call-in show, 866-348-7884. Love to hear your story of your trip in the car. You're listening to The Truth Network and truthnetwork.com. Are you ready? Are you ready for some truth? A lot of truth coming at you this afternoon on the Truth Network. This afternoon at 1 Eastern Time, The Cure with Amy Cabo. It's a program that comes on at 1, and Amy really gets in and dives into discussion. A lot of thing where there's hope for everyone in her crisis that she went through as a, as a young lady and a young adult. 
to how she's able to be the cure through Jesus Christ. So tune in 1 o'clock Truth Network on these channels and hear The Cure with Amy Cabo. Well, we're back to, to Junior. I think Junior just moved us to Stanleyville when we, we left him. Now, let's see where we're, we're heading now. And again, before we go into that, again, I want to hear your stories. I mean, everybody has a story of time they spent in the automobile, and that was used as a instrument to, to, to bring couples closer together. I mean, how many, we all, we're sitting in here, I'm looking at me and Mark and Junior have spent time at the driving theater at the day and stuff, just spending that time in the car and with your family and stuff. So I'd love to hear your stories, and it is a call-in, and the number is 866-348-7884. Okay, Junior, we just moved to Stanleyville. Okay, that was 19, excuse, 1962, and uh, my dad, we, he bought a piece of property there that uh, turned it into a salvage yard, turned it into a service, into an uh, automotive repair service. We stayed there. My dad passed 2006 in 2012. The uh, Beltway was uh, the start of being built, and my property was right in the middle of it. And if you'll ride by where I used to be, just a block north of Dario, which is no longer there on University Parkway in Stanleyville. But uh, it's still close by. It's just still close. It's <laughs> Jeff built real close to us. Uh, but if you'll see that bridge that they built. Now, I think they're going to build a second bridge there, four-lane. Not sure, but uh, we, I understand some people in the neighborhood now start calling that the junkyard bridge. So when you cross it, just say, there's the junkyard bridge, and that uh, will keep you in what was the site there at one time. Really wasn't a junkyard. It was a salvage yard, but you could call it what you called it. But on the towing part that we was talking about a while ago, I'm just going to instruct you a short little message here about towing. If you have an accident out here, Highway Patrol, City Police, Sheriff's Department, when you're involved, <clears throat> it's called, when your car to be towed, a non-consent tow, unless you have someone that you prefer that is a legitimate business to tow your car. What I would do, that car is still your valuable piece of property. No matter how bad it's tore up, it's still your valuable piece of property. You have uh, stuff in there that you want to get out of the car. You don't have all this time to do that on the scene of an accident most of the time. Also, you're in trauma. You don't know what to do. My suggestion would be this. Wherever your registration card is, put a company that does towing there. And so when you pull that out, you'll know who to call and tell the officer who to call. Yeah, part of that, Junior, is just what's the purpose in that? I mean, because I always will say that you're better off having a, you know, somebody that you know and, and stuff for multiple reasons. And one is just with the location where it's going. And also you've already built a relationship a lot of times with those people. You have it. Plus they can direct you uh, how the insurance is going to approach you, how they're going to say whether your car is salvaged or if your car is repairable, help you get relocated to a repairable place. If it's not already there, that's a good thing for you to remember too. If you have an accident, towing it to a place that can uh, restore the vehicle back to its proper use. Uh, you just need to be prepared because it's, in your mind, it's not going to happen to you. That's when it's going to happen. So just be prepared. And just if you, and if you have 
you saying take it to a place to be repaired now if it's got any body damage let's make sure that you put ray's body shop on there <laughs> along with that registration yeah tell it mark preach us <laughs> truth it. preach it preach that's it, it. <laughs> but yeah you you know the thing is and i always say that if it's uh you need mechanical repairs upholstery work you know even anything with your vehicle kind of go ahead and get a relationship built up i mean if it's somebody that you kind of already know and it'll help you in a lot of ways and as junior mentioned the rotation calls when it's uh, law enforcement does it they have a, a a list and you just randomly get called out on that list and 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 that's a good thing because most of the most no matter where you're at in, inside the united states the way this operates is those facilities have been inspected and make sure they have the proper equipment and training to do the job because law enforcement doesn't want to just send somebody out that is not capable to, to retrieve the vehicle or could damage it or even damage, you know, physical damage to the, to, a, to, to people around or the, or whatever it may be, just get everything done safely. And so it's important to know that those people are qualified, but also they're sort of, they don't know you, so it's sort of a set fee because there's a lot of things they have to have to be on that rotation. One is the insurance and it's training and it's the equipment and all of that stuff. So you kind of pay for all of that when you are getting a call through the rotation where if you're calling somebody direct or as a request, it's more of doing it because you're that person's customer. Am I right on that, That's Junior? Right. We have a, a structured price chart for the – the police department, highway patrol, sheriff department, once your uh, car is in need of that service, you're charged for the services rendered so that you won't be uh, ripped off or whatever. But if you have a company that you're very familiar with, uh, they're going to have you a structured price also too and help you out a lot. Yeah, and, and just the other piece of that is the location of your car going to because uh, let's just say you're in a large county. Uh, your vehicle could be towed. You could be on the south end of that county, and the wrecker that's dispatched could be from the north end of town, and it could be, you know, 20 miles, 15, 20 miles that you have to drive to get to your vehicle to, to retrieve your stuff and to to, to just negotiate what needs to be done next. Where if it's somebody that you've called as request, most of the time it's somebody you're familiar with and it's usually in your community. And that's also a, a, a big uh, relief and a hassle you don't have to go through. Because like Junior said, you're in a crisis when you've been in an accident. Or if you've, your car's broke down the side of the road, you got a flat tire or you, or you, or you ran out of gas or you went in there to, to go into Pulliams to get hot dogs and you locked the keys in the car. It's not a, you know, you're in a crisis, so kind of make it easier on yourself. Again, we'll be right back. You listen to Christian Car Guy Radio. I'm Jerry Mathis, Ray's Body Shop and Record Service. We've got Mark from Pulliams and Junior from the Winston-Salem Record Association with us this morning. We'll see you on the back side of this break. You're listening to The Truth Network and truthnetwork.com. Welcome back, Christian Car Guy Radio Show. This morning, uh, got Mark in here. And one of the things I wanted to take time, if you're a NASCAR fan and you really want to see some of the history of NASCAR and some of the pictures, you need to go by a podium, just go inside and, 
and see the rich history and the connection with NASCAR uh, with that, that, that restaurant and stuff. Um, one of the neat stories is Bill France, as I said, really likes Pulliam's hot, but really liked Pulliam's hot dogs. And y'all did something uh, for one of his birthdays. And go ahead and explain that. So if you're a NASCAR fan, you're going to love this story. Well, yeah, back in the day, Bill and all, we were really good because he ate up. I can remember him eating up there and, and Lisa and Brian just being my, they being my age, just kids. And his dad was even coming up there then. They'd stand over in the corner and he said there's no telling what kind of rules was made with rentals. And the Winston stuff up back at the day made in that corner that was the boardroom right there. that's right yeah because he would bill jr he would just hop in the plane and fly up here and get a hot dog you know but uh yeah they they got in touch with me and it was coming up on his 65th birthday and they wanted to do something special with him and they what they did was they went down to their marina they came up there measured the size of the room took pictures and they built him one inside that marina down there where he kept his yacht well, when he go down there to see, hang around the, down there at the marina, they would always call the guys that was building it. So you need to leave. You need to leave. Bill's on his way down there. Y'all don't need to be spotted running, coming in and out down there. So make a long story short, they built that. They flew up here, got me, flew me back down there, and we surprised Bill with the hot dogs, which turned out to be a really great thing, you know, and – you know, Bill was a real firm type of guy when it comes to business. He was strong arm, but he had a lot of fun in him too, because he'd he loved singing karaoke. <laughs> Me and him and Mike Helton sang. Back then, Elvira was popular. Do we and have I, any of that on tape? Do you have any of that on tape? No, but I don't. <laughs> but you know, we sang that Elvira. Well, I called back down there at the track that week, and it's coming up on Martinsville race. And I called down there and I talked to Betty Jane uh, secretary, and I said, "Look." You make sure to tell everybody to come on to Martinsville because they say that me and Bill and Mike sang Elvira so good, they want us to sing the national anthem. <laughs> so <laughs> that tickled them to death. But, yeah, it, it's, you know, it, it's a lot of history there with that NASCAR stuff as far as drivers come in. I mean, you had Harry Gant, Dale Earnhardt. Uh, you had Davey Allison come up. Of course, Jimmy Spencer, he still comes up. Uh, Daryl Walter, Stevie. Of course, I mean it. It goes on and on. We back in the day when Reynolds was involved in racing, there was a lot of. But he did. He he would just fly up. And, I mean, he they made a recipe book one time. These recipes, NASCAR recipes, and they put a recipe in there for my hot dog about how you know toast the bun and all that. You know, and the picture was in there, and they took a picture of some hot dog somewhere, and Bill told him says. Why didn't you go up there at Mark's and take a picture of his hot dog? Because that don't look like his hot dog on there. Yeah, I, I've, I've got to see some of those pictures of the, uh, talking about that, where they recreated the restaurant down there for him. I mean, mm -hmm. it was it was amazing just seeing oh, it was... how, I mean, how authentic it looked and stuff. And, I, I you know, you you then that goes back to what we're just talking about, because as they would come in, even then, the executives would come in and step back there, and it was just sort of getting unplugging from everything, standing in the corner. Like I said, no telling what kind of deals were were made mm -hmm. there. And it goes back to to all of us have stories of what the car and being in a car means as far as and just just going to a restaurant. You know, 
if you don't live near Poyams, I mean, go there's a there's a hot dog or hamburger place where you can go in your community, go inside or go to the go to a Dario and get a drive through and 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 just pull over to the side of the road and just sit with your family and yeah, you know, just always, just have the meal and enjoy it. I always push the people that's like Dario and you got uh, several different others, Dawsons and whatnot, and uh, that uh, PBs. But they're all great people. I always go, go see your local people. You know, the, the franchise does okay, but support your local. Yeah. I mean, I don't care if you go get a hot dog at their place. You're supporting a local person. Yeah, and, and you know, the, the thing is, the, the community and those people that are in those communities and stuff, that the community history is just so rich and stuff. And there's so many memories. And when you go, and especially if you're going back in time a little bit, you know, because I know every time I go to Pulliams, for one, I can always think back of doing it as a child. I can mm -hmm. think back at the first time I took Myra and Taylor up there and we sat out on the stump and, and, and just reminisced and stuff. Uh, every time I go down 158 or as I'm going to the shop on South Main Street, riding by the, the one of the old locations of the, the drive-in theaters, the time I spent just sitting in the car and just just enjoying the company of whoever was with you and stuff. And Junior, I know you've probably had some of those experiences also. And I and like I said, I know the listening audience this morning has also had that. So even if you don't call in and share it, I just encourage you to step back in time because those opportunities are still there. Yeah, I want, I'd like to say one story about Junior too, but it, it it's really good when we're going to back up to the salvage and junkyard thing. <laughs> Marianne Shaboy, of course, she's passed away now, but she was the Channel 12 news lady when I did the news for them. Well, she went up there to see AC's daddy and was interviewing him. And of course, she 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 cruised Stratford and everything too. I mean, if people's got a story about cruising Stratford with all the hot rods and oh, bustle cars, I did that also. That <laughs> was did. the day, you know what I mean? But anyway, get back to her. She had been talking to AC's daddy, and she called it a junkyard. He said, oh. ma'am, this is not a junkyard. says, this is a salvage yard. says, if you want a junkyard, you just ride right down here to Haines Mill Road, take a right, go across the bridge, and right there on the right, the junkyard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, AC Daddy, he was a cat bird too, boy. Yeah, he didn't like You didn't call it a junkyard. No. Junior said, Junior, early on when he introduced us, he said something about a junkyard, but that wasn't his dad. He no. wasn't, you better not call it a junkyard. No. Well, Daddy had a banner, and it was <clears throat> in the office for our – Office burn up, 1978, and on that banner he had received it from someone. It says, "Welcome to the 16th largest industry in the world, auto recycling or a salvage." Then at that time, wasn't recycling, the 16th largest industry in the world, and that tripped his trigger. Say, man, I'm 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 a CEO of an industry here that you know has been advertised now, and my. <clears throat> Dad told me one time, he said, one of these days you're going to be the CEO here. And he said, do you really know what that is? And I said, well, sure I do. He said, I don't think you do. I said, well, what is it? He said, CEO, come early and open. <laughs> so that's what I had to do. I could be out on the record at 4 or 5 o'clock in the morning. He'd call me on the radio. He said, where you at? You gonna work today? <laughs> I say, yeah, I'm gonna work. He said, I'm at a certain place having breakfast. Come on by and I'll buy you breakfast. 
so things like that and uh he he was a character and i i tell you i used to love i'd give him some kind of idea about something i said dad we ought to do this and he wouldn't answer it right away he said well let me think about it and i always loved to hear him say i think that'll work that may be two months later <laughs> but he would say if he felt like it was going he said thank you out of work that's jubilee for me i knew that was going to work but uh, he was a character and uh, uh, when my wife first met him uh we went to town and country for dinner and we rode in the back of that lincoln while he drove now is this the lincoln's that you bought matching ones you got those <laughs> well, yeah we had uh, Lincoln's, but uh, Daddy was a big car lover. He loved him. People would fuss at him and say, really, what do you buy all these big cars, fancy cars for? He said, because they're good cars. <laughs> but we'd ride in the backseat of that Lincoln. Mama would be talking to Gwen, and Daddy would be talking to me crossfire. And she looked at me, and Gwen said, next time, can you drive? <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, and she took care of my dad for a pass. He, he loved to go to the bank for us. And I, I don't care how much money or how little money I was putting in the bank that day. He would actually count it back out to me. He said, now, this is what we're putting in there, right? You, you, you know that, yeah. And when he come back, we went over the same story. But uh, he, he just wanted to know that he was doing the right thing until he got sick and couldn't be there anymore but uh i tell you something uh, he he was a good guy and i'm sitting here looking at two guys myself and there's a bunch others out there you look at your background your family if you've been in business with your parents you're probably still there with them now they trained you right and i'm glad they did absolutely be back in a moment Christian Car Guy Radio Show. And again, if you got your story of uh, time you spent in your automobile uh, with your family or growing up, uh, give us a call, 866-348-7884. You're listening to The Truth Network and truthnetwork.com. Yeah, welcome back, Christian Car Guy Radio. And as we're talking, um, you know, I think about uh, during the break, Mark was even talking about just, you know, the COVID-19. We're just not not spending as much time, you know, just in conversation and 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 just just the fellowship and stuff. And, you know, I think back, you know, how important, you know, us as human beings having that community and that that those relationships, how important days are for us. I mean, think back about, you know, the, you know, the Bible and, and, and Jesus, you know, Christ was all about that that community. And and, you know, all through the Bible, we see all those examples of that. And even the in Acts, it talks about the church. You know, one of the big purposes of the church is to bring the fellowship of believers together and stuff, because God knew that that's the way we're wired and we really need that. And now, not even just a COVID, but as we talked about, you know, just getting away and, and spending time unplugging from the world a little bit. And just, you know, when you're in the car with your kids, you know, don't don't have your phones on. Don't don't be the texting back and forth. Don't have your tablet on. Just just try to have some conversation, because anymore, it seems like 
you know, when we have the opportunities to, to spend time together with, with people we really like and can learn a lot from and grow closer to, we allow these little things that I got sitting on this desk over here, the telephones and the text messaging and the tablets, kind of get in the way of that. And that's what I think, you know, when, when I said this, you know, to start the show this morning was, you know, I think back of those memories when it wasn't like that. And we took advantage of it because I know as a child, part of my childhood was growing up and, and those events where we'd go, like I said, go to Poyams and, and sit there and drive up here and sit in the car. And even if it was just watching the traffic go by. And then as I got older, as Mark mentioned, cruising Stratford Road in Winston-Salem area and stuff, uh, you know, doing that, just spending time in the car and, and, and the date nights going to the drive-in theater. And you didn't. You know, I, I never had the phone on. Well, as a matter of fact, there wasn't any phones back then so <laughs> well, that no. you could take with you. So that made that part real easy. But just just spending time and stuff. And, and then you know, later it, years. It, well, you talk about drive-ins and whatnot. Of course, they're making a comeback with those things now. But, you know, the Winston drive-in wasn't far from us here. And I can remember as a kid, Mom and Dad, taking my sister and I with them up there to the Winston drive-in, which we didn't care about watching the movies because Fibber had a – Fibber McGee that owned it had that little train out there. We wanted to ride that train. Mm -hmm. A yeah. small-sized train he had that went. It, it, to all you out there that don't know anything about it, but the train would come in the, through the parking lot and go up underneath the screen, and you'd go back out toward Cherry Street, then you'd go right back in and just ride that little bitty train. That was, that was a lot of fun back then. Had the swings and the seesaws. Yeah. Uh, that round thing that you would get on and they'd spin, spin you around. Yeah, the one making oh, so dizzy put you un sick. Well, it put you unconscious if that bar hit you in yeah. the head when you're <laughs> so trying to get right off. Do you Similar get, life. <laughs> yeah. It didn't get hurt as easy. Uh, do you remember the first car you ever got? Yeah, I do. Well, I'll tell you about my first car. My dad gave me my first car, and he told me, he said, you need, there's going to be some rules behind this deal. And it was. You know, I had to go to church. I had to get school grades to be good. Take care of my brothers, uh, make sure they're safe, um, and just uh, be there to help him in the evening when I got through at school and all that. Um, and he said, uh, I started to walk out the office, and he said, wait a minute, got one more thing. I said, what's that? <laughs> Looked at me, he said, if you tear that car up, walking ain't crowded. <laughs> kind of reminds me about my dad talking about him, too, when my first car was a 69 Chevelle Super Sport Big Block 396 automatic car. And he told me, he said, now, if you ever get a speeding ticket in this thing, he says, I'm going to ground you. So I'll never forget my birthday was on a Sunday. I couldn't get my license that day. I got them on a Monday. Well, from that Sunday, two weeks from that Sunday, I was out to Stratford Road, and I went to go race another Chevelle just like mine but it was a four speed and I know that I had lost when the front wheels come off the ground when he hit second shift <laughs> but we I got pulled over by the police for all that you know because he got away he's fat he's a whole lot faster than me but he um policeman gave me that ticket for speed he says you know you that I can take your car for prearranged drag race remember that how they oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. if you were drag racing they could pull you they could take your car but uh, I'm not going to do that. So I just went home, and Daddy was in there, and I walked in, and I gave him my license and my ticket. And I said, <laughs> he says, well, now you got to be at school at 8 in the morning, and I know school gets out at 3.30. You better be home between quarter to 4 and, and, or 10 to 4. So I, that happened. He said, I, 
he didn't tell me how long, but about two weeks later he gave me back. But yeah, Daddy was back in that day. We had a lot of respect as far as you know, especially for the Lord Jesus and God as we know it. You know, we had a lot of respect. Yeah. We, we didn't have all this turmoil that's going on right now, and it's a bunch of it, folks. Yeah. You, you mm-hmm. need to make sure that your heart's the in parents, the right place. They cha- they trained us right. That's right. They, they put the, the 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 program out there that they felt comfortable with instructions they felt comfortable with and prayed that we would stay on it. And in the Bible, it mentions that train of a child and wait she go and not depart from it. Now, it didn't say it might go down another avenue for a while, but it does say it will not depart. And I'll tell you, it's uh, my dad was a, an instructor. Every time I turned around, he was giving me some more advice. Oh, Lord. Uh, How many times did you like me be sitting in church and your mama pinch you because no. you wouldn't sit yeah. That was the hardest. You know, that was the hardest pinch. I mean, I believe somebody could pinch me today pretty hard, and it wouldn't be that hard. My, da- my daddy told us boys, there's three of us boys, and I was the oldest, and we'd fix and go out together, and he looked at us. He says, let me tell you boys something now. I don't want you getting in trouble out there, and I don't want nobody picking on you. But now, always remember this. When somebody say they're going to whip you, just look at them in the eye and say, well, partner, you got a 50-50 chance that ain't going to happen tonight. And he says, hope it goes away. <laughs> he said, but if you go out there and start something, before you do, look around and make sure that somebody can pull you out from under them when it goes bad. Yeah. That's well, like know, the saying goes that Daddy used to always say, you know, it takes more of a man to walk away from a fight than it does to fight him. But that just... That just didn't happen. You know yeah, what I mean? You know, and I think part of that, as we're talking and stuff, and I'm thinking, is just the fact it goes back to that, that spending time. I mean, we, yep. why, why did we, you know, exactly. think about the lessons we learned from our parents? It's because they, they spent the time to teach us those lessons. And that's things that I think is just kind of drifting away. You know, so many times mm-hmm. I, uh, you know, I've talked on this subject at, at, at Pinedale during some of my Sunday school classes and stuff, how, you know, and I've had people speak up and go, well, you know, I don't want to brainwash my child. I, you know, well, you know what? I'll guarantee you somebody's going to brainwash yeah, that right. child. So yeah. I, I hope that, you know, we need as parents take the initiative. And, and the way you do that, the same thing Christ wants from us is to be in relationship. He wants us to have relationship with the people that we care about also. And that's where I say, you know, take the opportunity to, to just get in the car and spend some time. Turn, that's right. turn off your devices. Turn off the radio. Right. Eat dinner together. Eat dinner together, yeah. And it doesn't have to be where it's just all hustle and bustle. I mean, as Mark mentioned, you know, that the the times where people just stand in the corner and just just spend time and and eat a hot dog and just just have conversation. Man, we learn a lot from that. And this day and time, it reminds me of an old cartoon I saw years ago where, you know, you'd spend a lot of time outside playing with your friends. This cartoon showed a little kid in there playing his video game on the couch. His mother says, won't you go outside and play? He said, okay. Next frame of it, the little boy sitting outside the window with the cord running in, running back over to the television. He's playing the video game from outside. He went outside. (laughs) All right. Great morning this morning, I tell you. Thank you, Junior. Thank you, Mark, for for being in the studio with me this morning. And, man, it has been a great morning. And I'll tell you what, take time this week. Just slow down. Load up the family load your wife up in the car and just go out and get your hot dog and enjoy yourself sit on the side of the road and watch traffic go by tomorrow morning load up your car and go to church somewhere have a blessed day and we'll talk to you next week and again hope robbie's having a great weekend uh christian car guy radio have a blessed one
This is the Truth Network.